The Sacramento Republic FC are such a fun product to watch and all this season they provided a lot of fun ups and downs, uh, heroics for this uh, Sacramento fan base, but unfortunately things ended a little bit sooner than many would have liked in Sacramento as uh, the Republic FC fell uh, in round one of the playoffs to the Swope Park Rangers, a team that eliminated the Republic from last year's playoff run. But we don't have to worry about that because ultimately we're going to look at this uh, this season from start to finish. And it really was an incredible year, first year under uh, head coach Simon Elliott. And what really impressed me uh, watching this club was the the play of their defense and, and how good they were at keeping, uh, at least defensively, keeping the ball out of the back of the net. And then offensively they were able to uh, uh, manage to find the back of the net a number of times, and a lot of the credit for that goes to goalkeeper Josh Cohen, who is absolutely phenomenal this year for your Republic, and he is kind enough to join us here on Sports 1140 KHTK. Josh, how are you, my man? Thank you so much uh, for a fantastic season and for taking the time. Hi, I am doing fantastic, and thank you for having me. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. So let's start with, uh, I have a lot of things that I want to ask you about. To me personally, to, to share a little information with you, uh, I fell in love with the game of soccer during college, just watching uh, at an MLS level and then started getting into the European scene. But one of my favorite things to watch in soccer is goalkeeping. Funny enough, the only position you're allowed to use your hands. Uh, but I think goalkeeping is fascinating, how uh, how really how much of a mental game it is as much as a, a physical. Uh, I thought you did a phenomenal job all season. Long. Let's start at the very beginning, though. Head coach uh, Simon Elliott takes over his first year with the squad. Uh, what was the your mindset approaching this season, and what was the team's goal overall at the start of this year? Yeah, so um, you know, approaching this year, it, I was coming into a new team, new environment, didn't fully know what to expect, and the coaching change actually occurred very late in that um, pre preseason time period. Right. So most most of us players, we really didn't have much time to really process that change before preseason started. We kind of we heard about the change, and then you know a couple of days later we're in preseason training, and so uh, and so a lot of that was just you know okay this is happening let's go you know let's hit the ground running, and so coming in you know we have a about a, a little over a month long preseason or a month and a half long preseason so first week or two it's you know feeling out the other players feeling out the coaching staff and learning those new things and then after that uh, you start getting into some of the details and figure out okay how does our team want to play this year what what's our style going to be and figure out those things and with a new coach it's you don't really have anything any prior reference for that so you're basing all those uh, all those things on those few weeks rather than a year or previous years worth of material that that coach has done. Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, but but soccer is such a game um, of communication. Communication is so important to running a, a good team, both on the offensive and defensive end. Uh, so how difficult is a transition or is that transition going to a new club and starting with a, cl- a new club, especially uh, as a goalkeeper? Oh, well, I completely agree on the communication uh, point it it is vital to any team and especially on the defensive side without that communication you just it's impossible to have a strong defense and in terms of coming to a new team and developing that it's all about establishing those relationships early and figuring out the players around you so for me 
being a goalkeeper, looking at my center backs first and figuring out, okay, what are their tendencies? What are their preferences? Mm-hmm. Both as a player and also kind of personality-wise because that, that comes out on the field quite a bit. This year, you know, we had um, – in the back, we rotated through a few different center backs, and each of them had, you know, slightly different style of play, slightly different personalities. And so dealing with that, a lot of it is figuring out, okay, with this guy playing, this is the way I need to talk to him. I need to kind of really stay on top of him in terms of making sure that he stays, you know, pinched inside and doesn't go off somewhere else. Right. Whereas another player, I might think, okay, he's really solid here. I just need to basically give him a little confidence in terms of being willing to play with, uh, play the ball back to me and being able to trust me in that regard in playing with my feet. And so it's finding those, those little things and coming into a new team, it does take a little bit more time. And so coming into preseason and being able to get outside of my comfort zone and pushing those guys to get outside their comfort zones. So we really find what each other's limits are is vital. Does it really just take in-game experience? Is that really the best you can get to build that trust and build that chemistry right away, or is that stuff you can work on in training? You can work on in training, but nothing actually replicates how it is in a game, how it feels in a game, and what comes out in the game. There's the, The intensity just isn't quite the same. And you get a good portion of the intensity when you're playing those preseason matches, especially when we get to play against MLS teams. This year we played against LFC and the Sounders first team, the preseason. That was really helpful because, you know, as a player, you are really pushed in those moments, especially, you know, going against the MLS team. We had Carlos Vela running, uh, running at our back line Mm -hmm. multiple times and breaking through our back line multiple times. And so that really, keeps all of us on our toes and pushes us to our limits as a player and as a cohesive unit and kind of tests where our strengths and weaknesses are. And how much confidence does that give you and your club that you guys were able to compete with MLS opponents, not just in preseason, Josh, but also during the uh, the U.S. Open Cup? You went to LAFC uh, during the U.S. Open Cup in the middle of the regular season and put together what uh, many were calling the, the best game uh, of this season, despite the fact that it wasn't a regular season match. Uh, what kind of confidence was that for you, a builder for you, that you were able to hang and compete with the some of the best in the MLS? I think that in the back of our minds, we all knew that we had that capability going into the game. And it was fantastic to see it, you know, manifest itself on the field, not just in the back of our minds. And so it, it, we all, we all kind of thought it was there and knew it was there, but having it come out was really good and gave us the confidence that yes, we are this team that we think we are. Yes, we have the ability we think we have. And when everything is, uh, is fire, when we're firing on all cylinders, when everything's clicking, we're, we are really good. And we can, we, can, we can be the top team in USL. Well, you're absolutely right. You guys are really good. Top to bottom, so much talent on this team, whether you want to talk about up front with Bijev, Cameron Iwasa, your back line, you yourself between the sticks, Mitch Taintor, Emra Clementa, uh, who joined the team later on in the season. Just top to bottom, so much talent uh, on this team. And, and you guys built that chemistry, despite this being your first year with this team. You and that back line built chemistry right away, and that's reflected in the stat column. Lowest or fewest goals allowed in the Western Conference, second fewest goals 
goals allowed in all of the USL. It was a fantastic season for you defensively, and I know being a goalkeeper, immediately your mind's going right to, well, I got to give credit to that that back four and that defensive line that you had. Those Your center backs and your, your fullbacks all season long were just fantastic. Yes, yes, they were. It was it was really amazing getting to work with the guys who were in front of me, and because of how good they were technically, and then also on the mental side and understanding the game and what we how we wanted to play in each game, a lot of the stuff, um, there were potential threats that we faced from other teams. We were able to take care of by them just working it out without much input from me. And when they did need input from me, a lot of times I could just communicate forward and we could take care of most situations before they came really dangerous. And even when that wasn't possible, we can make an extremely dangerous situation only a little dangerous by making the right moves and being on the same page. And so, you know, they, they did fantastic all year. I think that we developed, you know, throughout the season, our relationships with each other got better and that just, like, like we talked about earlier, it just comes from experience playing together, and so um, and so by the end, we we all were really on the same page, and they did a lot of work because they knew what I was going to say before I said it. I knew what they were going to do, and then if there was anything that was out of the ordinary that I recognized, I could communicate to them, or vice versa, they could communicate to me, and we trusted each other enough to just do it, not question each other. Well, Josh, you're a modest guy, and uh, and uh, good on you for for giving them the credit that they deserve. But also, allow me to brag for you. How about this? I'll, I'll throw some numbers out there because when in the few moments that they did make a mistake and 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 opponents did get through and have shots on goal, you were a brick wall back there. 120 saves uh, this season, 12 clean sheets. Uh, you just had a fantastic year between the posts. You know they talk about in professional sports how games start to slow down. That's how you know you're really in your element. Was was the game game slowing down for you a lot between those posts that you were able to make the saves you were able to make and put yourself in the right position yeah yeah it was a lot and I think that slowing down of the game definitely does stem from from knowing where the guys in front of me are going to force their offensive players and so I'm not worried about two or three potential areas I'm worried about one potential area and that makes it much much easier for me to be in the right spot for me to make the save and then uh and and even when they did break through by you know the end of the season having built up you know a pretty solid record and personally having having done well throughout the prior games and the previous portion of the season it gave me a little bit more confidence personally so that i was never worried in any situation when an offense was coming at us well, you deserve some well, uh, well-earned recognition, Josh. Getting uh, voted or getting added to the the USL All uh, Second Team as a goalkeeper. What did that honor mean for you? Oh, it, it meant a lot. You know, I've, this is, you know, technically speaking, this is my fourth year in the league. It's my my third full year mm-hmm. in the league, and each year, you know, I I set out with the goal of, you know, I want to be a better player and and find more success during this year than I have in previous years. And so being able to actually achieve that was fantastic. It's, a, it's an honor, you know, to be, to be recognized by the league and the, the media and the coaches who, uh, who follow the league for that. And so I'm, I'm really, really grateful for that and hoping to continue building on that going forward, you know, to, 
it's, it's all part of the process. And how about playing for this club specifically? They say Sacramento is a fantastic sports town. I mean, I've lived here all my life, so I'm a, I'm a little biased. Uh, but you had the, the fantastic and always loud Tower Bridge Battalion out there. Papa Murphy's Park always seemingly to be at, at full capacity, whether it was a, a regular game in the cold at the beginning of the season, a preseason game at the beginning of the season, a USL Cup match, or even a playoff match. They uh, That crowd always showed up, and that had to be fun to play in front of. Yeah, it, it was. You know, there's... It, it was fantastic in in the Western Conference. You know, we have we have the most fans. We have the best fans. We've got uh, so many people making out to each game. I remember distinctly. I think we were playing Seattle once, and you know, it started raining, and they were still out there in force, chanting, beating the drums, and it it's just an amazing environment to play in. So other than uh, Sacramento, of course, uh, I wanted to get to know Josh Cohen, the not just the soccer player and the goalkeeper, but also the soccer fan. Is there a club or a team or a moment uh, that would you would consider the pinnacle of your career? For example, for a lot of football players, it's playing in the Super Bowl. Is there a, a, a going into when you just dream of the, the pinnacle of professional soccer as a goalkeeper, what game you would want to play for or what club you would want to play in? Yeah, I mean, so... Uh, growing up watching, you know, professional soccer and watching other goalkeepers, you know, I, I, um, I was a Manchester United fan. Still, I'm a Manchester United fan. I liked watching, uh, you know, uh, Vander Sar growing up. I was a little bit too young to remember much of Peter Schmeichel, but I've read his book mm-hmm. about, goal, you know, about his life and being a goalkeeper for United. And so that, that just seems like an amazing environment to play in, you know, playing in the Premier League, playing at Old Trafford in front of, you know, 75,000 fans. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. Is, is there a goalkeeper that's active right now on, on the major uh, world-class top of the top of the chart scene that you idolize or you look after or you, you kind of form your game after or just anyone you like to watch on a daily basis? Uh, I like to... Uh, I like to kind of pull bits and pieces from a lot of different goalkeepers that I see. And so one thing, you know, for example, uh, Neuer, he plays, you know, as as a sweeper keeper. And in terms of the the physical side of his game, he is a very different, you know, human physically than I am. He's, he's bigger. Mm -hmm. He has, he's much broader and a bit stronger. And, and so he, plays in right in front of goal a different style than I play but watching him as a superkeeper the way he reads the game coming off the line I can learn a lot of different things from him uh, in that regard and I like to think over the last couple of seasons I've kind of pulled a few things here and there and being able to see those long balls before and, and, and run outside of the 18 and clear the ball before you know their forward is able to get a chance and that's that's pulled directly from the way he plays on the other side of things looking at a goalkeeper like um you know Manchester United David De Gea, mm-hmm. he uh, is is a little bit you know more he's more similar to my build. He's a little bit lighter, uh, a little bit skinnier, but extremely quick. Moves his feet really well. Is in good set positions and gets down quick. So I like to watch him a lot for the footwork that he does, the position he has, and then how he handles situations like crosses and kind of the chaos that happens inside the six yard box because the way with his quickness and his size, I see myself 
being able to learn from him and the way he handles those situations. You brought up Neuer, and Neuer is one of my favorites to watch as well. And I'm, I'm curious to get a, a professional goalkeeper's perspective. One thing I love about Neuer is the confidence that he has in his defense, especially with uh, Bayern Munich in, in Germany, is how far he comes out when his team's on the attack. He's almost a midfield sometimes. He just comes out so far that he's he's just so confident uh, in his offense to to maintain possession and also makes the right reads and is aware when he uh, when there's danger of him getting chipped or, or things of that nature. Uh, what goes into a decision like that and do you have even an inkling of that confidence or that that trust that you'll be able to get back to come that far up as he does um yeah so what goes into that is basically you know uh two things i think total trust in the players in front of you that they're not going to turn it over in a position that compromises you based on how far out you are and then the second thing is understanding your opponents and their threats And so uh, uh, my personal example of this is last year I played for Phoenix and I played with uh, Didier Drogba. And he's a guy who can shoot from literally anywhere on the field. Mm -hmm. And he will shoot from anywhere on the field, you know, especially in trainings. We'll be playing, you know, a half field game Mm -hmm. and he'll get it, you know, right next to the other goalkeeper. So we'll roll from the other keeper and he'll try and shoot it sometimes if you're off your line. And so understanding the, the players on the other team, if you're playing against a player like him who is willing to take that shot and has the eye to recognize when you're way off your line and knowing that in that situation, maybe I need to be a little bit further back or on my back foot a little bit more, where some other players who like to receive the ball on the run or like to play through balls from the midfield, maybe you want to be a little bit more on your front foot and a little bit further forward to try and intercept those. What uh, advice would you give aspiring keepers, be it in Sacramento or really anywhere, uh, that are trying to get to the the professional level? I mean, I know you're young, you're learning every day, you're not nearly at the point that you want to be at, um, but what, what what advice would you give to, to, to young men and even young women who are trying to, uh, to grow and, and learn how to be a professional and, and be as good as they can be between the sticks? Yeah, so, you know, my, the advice I think changes a lot based on what age the player is and what level they're at. But here's, here's a few different things. One is footwork is incredibly important. You know, for you, you, what you see in the highlight reels is these spectacular saves and they get emphasized, you know, and they emphasize, you know, how far the keeper dove, how high they pushed, you know, they're kicking the ball out of the upper corner. But the most important part of that save was the two or three steps that the keeper made before they left the ground. Every single time Mm. that footwork is the most important part of those saves. And so if from a young age, developing that foot, those footwork skills, getting your feet in the right places and having, having the quickness to be on your toes at the right moment and being able to move at the right moment is an amazing foundation for moving forward. And everything stems from that moving on in the modern game as a goalkeeper, you need to be able to play with your feet. I like to say that as a, you know, if you want to be a goalkeeper at the professional level, your feet in terms of playing out of the back and being able to play, you know, even in practice in small sided games with your team, just as a field player needs to be, you know, at, you know, at essentially, a, a you know, a lower level college players ability, you know, a, a field players ability um, to be at the, at the mm-hmm. professional level. And so really working on that and, you know, not always being in goal. Spend some time at practice where you're just on the field with your team. Talk to your coach about 
hey, can I, you know, you know, if they're playing a small-sided game, hey, can I step in and play in the small-sided game? Can I play on the field, you know, a couple times each week during practice? It'll really help later on. And then the last thing is starting to understand the game and read the game earlier. This is something I wish I had started at an earlier age of really looking at uh, the position of your players on the field, looking at the shape of the other team. And this is in the game more and understanding in each game, how, how as the game progresses, how the formations change and how you as a goalkeeper need to react to these changes and think, okay, you know, maybe if we're up one zero in a game, what does that mean for the other team? Are they, are they going to put in another forward? Are they going to attack more? What, and now how do I respond to that? And then on the other side of things, uh, you know, if we're down, you know, do I need to play quick? What are the strengths of my team? How have we made substitutions and changes during the game that I can work with and I can help benefit my team based on those changes? Fantastic advice, Josh. Uh, you made a number of saves this season in uh, PK situations, and I gotta imagine. I mean, they they most of the time the the pressure uh, seems to be on the 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 goalkeeper or sorry the uh, the the free kick taker or the the penalty taker, uh, and it's expected a majority of time that they are going to be scoring. But I can uh, I can't imagine how stressful it can be uh, between the sticks during uh, PKs. What uh, advice would you give, or I suppose what goes through your head when you put yourself in that situation? So a lot of times in those situations, like you said, you know, the stress is on or the majority of the stress is on the player taking the PK. And so just remembering that fact helps me as the goalkeeper remain calm and stick to, you know, trust myself and stick to what I know. And so in, in those situations, if I've prepared myself properly, and what I mean by that is I've done my homework in advance. I've looked at, you know, the other team's top PK takers, what their tendencies are, and I know that. And so I've done my homework. I, I, know, I know what they're thinking, or at least I hope I know what they're thinking. Uh. I know what my abilities are, and I'm confident in that. And I remember that, you know, it's not, it's not on me. I'm not expected to say this. It's not on me to say this. Everything I can do at this point is a bonus. Yeah, it's the pressure is on the other player. And so just stay calm, trust yourself and commit fully when you pick a side to go or if you're going to or if you stay and think they're going to hit it right up the middle, you got to go with 100 percent. You can't have 20 percent of your mind or even 2 percent of your mind thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't, you know, dive that way. Or, oh, maybe I shouldn't push because then you're not going to, you're not going to get there if they hit it well. And now is that a decision that you make ahead of time or do you make it during the run-up or right before they, they make contact with the ball? When do you make that decision? It is a, it, it varies. <laughs> and so that's, that's where doing your homework comes in. There are some players where you, you know, they pretty much always go the same way. And in those situations, the decision's kind of made well in advance. There are a lot of players, especially, you know, the top PK takers on each team for, for modern teams where they switch it up. You know, maybe they prefer one side a little bit, but they'll go the other side 40% of the time. In those situations, it's about looking at the run-up. It's about looking at their, you know, their, uh, their face, their eyes, uh, their hips. A ton of different factors go in, even, you know, how they put the ball down, how they look at the referee, what they're what – lineup looks like many many things and a lot of times 
it's a split-second decision made just before they're striking the ball. I know I'm putting you on the spot here. Is there? Uh, do you ever dream of a, a a dream scenario of you in a PK situation and 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 somebody a, a star a superstar one of the greatest of all time? What name jumps to mind that I say you could pick anybody uh, to defend a PK against alive or uh, or dead? Who would you choose uh, to uh, to go up against? I mean, <laughs> just for the experience or because I want to try and save it? <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> whatever pops into your brain. I, I, I mean, I think, I, I think just going against, you know, Ronaldo would be the ultimate challenge yeah. because the way he hits PKs, the confidence he has in taking those PKs, it's phenomenal. And I, you know, that, that's one where as a goalkeeper, if you're facing him, there's zero expectation of you to save it mm-hmm. because in you know 90% of the PKs he takes, they are unsavable. And then of that 10% that are potentially savable, you know, even if you do everything right, you maybe can get to a, a fraction of them. Well, Josh, you have been fantastic. Last thing for you before I go, I had the privilege of, of calling a couple games this season for KHDK Radio, a couple games that you played in, uh, and I got to call and experience a moment that uh, got national attention that was fantastic, and that was the final game of the regular season against the Las Vegas Lights when Matthew Harding scored his goal uh, at the beginning of the match, The how the team surrounded Harding and celebrated with him, the build-up to the entire thing, how your club in general handed, uh, handled the whole make-a-wish situation. Uh, can you share with me just your perspective from that entire week and then the, the fantastic moment that was Harding scoring that goal? Oh, that, that whole week was amazing. It was, it was really awesome to have Matthew out at training with us. He's a fantastic kid. He, you, know, you could tell when he first came in, he was a little nervous in a new environment, but he opened up really quick. Um, he was awesome. He, he had quite a bit of skill, too. At training. Yes. I don't know if you watched the video of training. He was, he was juggling the ball with Bijev a bunch. He came in to one of our shooting drills, scored a bunch of goals, and it was an amazing experience to have him out there. really puts everything in perspective to look at um, – to, you know, look at him, see what he's been through, see how positive he is, how, um, and just his amazing personality. And then that whole week culminating with the opening of that game and him going down, scoring a goal in front of the battalion. Mm-hmm. They were fantastic. They were throwing streamers, banging the drums. We, all, you know, everyone was celebrating. It was a really amazing, um, amazing experience. And definitely, you know, it, <laughs> it, it it gets it gets the emotions going a bit and I mean that strike that Matthew hit against Las Vegas was a, an incredible shot I mean that might have been difficult for you to save Josh he really got his laces yeah. through that one yeah that's that was he was doing the same thing in training he was he was scored good goals in training he had quite a shot well, Josh, it's been an absolute pleasure for me not just to, to call the games and watch you play all season long, but to do this uh, this conversation for the last half an hour. Thank you so much for uh, for taking the time for joining me here on KHDK. I look forward to watching you. I, I am a fan of yours. Uh, I, I always keep an eye on goalkeepers, and you uh, quickly became one of my favorite here in Sacramento. So uh, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for a fantastic season with this club, and uh, thank you for uh, taking the time. I look forward to chatting with you more in the future and seeing uh, more of your matches here in Sactown. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate everything.